New Orleans, 1811. Slowly, deliberately, as if hoping the darkness might banish her fears, the young woman, swathed in cream-colored satin and lace, snuffed out all the candles about the room, then went to her window to gaze out through rain-spattered panes. The wet glass reflected like a mirror, limning high cheekbones and brow, sensually flared nostrils and fragile lips now trembling slightly. Nicolette Vernet's face curtained on either side in thick skeins of raven's wing black radiated a pale, mysterious beauty, the Creole ideal of delicacy and refinement. Her black sapphire eyes searched muddy Toulouse Street three floors below. Carriages lined the narrow way, each stopping briefly to deposit party-going passengers at the banquette before turning on to make room for the next vehicle. But Nicolette could see by the guttering gas street lamp overhanging the intersection that the burgundy landau bearing the golden castane crest had yet to arrive. Where can Octave be? She whispered, her warm breath filming the glass. Nicolette, unlock this bedroom door now! Her mother's voice was high-pitched, nearly hysterical. No, Mama, not until Octave arrives. He'll be here any minute. You've been saying that for nearly an hour. Please leave me alone. When he gets here, I'll come out, not before. Surely you can't expect me to attend my own engagement soiree without my fiancé. But our guests are here, Nicolette. I've used up all my excuses for you. You are as impossible as your Aunt Gabrielle. And we all know how she turned out. Nicolette made no answer, but moved hesitantly toward the door. She leaned her ear close to the painted cypress and heard shuffling sounds in the hall. Please, Nicky, for me. It was Claude Vernet's quiet voice. Nicolette knew she couldn't resist her father's request. For me was a phrase that always worked its charms. She might defy her mother occasionally, but never, ever her patient, soft-spoken papa. Hadn't he gone to a tremendous amount of trouble and expense for her special evening, even refurbishing their townhouse for the occasion? The quaint old building at Toulouse and Royale, which had survived the disastrous fires of 1788 and 1794, breathed new life tonight, glowing through the misty April twilight like a miniature crystal palace for her engagement party. Because Claude Vernet wanted his home to reflect what he considered his daughter's perfection, he had ordered a new coat of ivory paint for the exterior stucco covering the sand-brick facade and fresh blacking for all the lacy wrought iron on the galleries. Nicky, her father's softly pleading voice jolted her thoughts back to the present and the problem at hand. Squaring her shoulders, she tried to shrug off this bothersome feeling of what, she wondered, anxiety, fear? pre-engagement jitters? Octave Castaigne, this is all your fault, she said to the miniature on her dressing table. When we're married, I'll see that you mend your tardy ways. For now, I'll have to face our guests alone and make the best of it. But nothing will go wrong. Our life together is set. Engagement, marriage, children, love. She ticked off on her fingers, just as it should be. Nikki, please answer me.
I'm coming, Papa. Give me a moment.'